going to turn my phone on fucking silent, and then we're going to fucking do it. Okay, Paris, are you all set? How are you feeling? Are you I, doing good? I'm good. I have some apple cider. I'm doing <gasps> great. Bitch. <laughs> Paris. <laughs> I'm drinking apple cider, except I poured wine in mine. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, Wait, I did. what kind? Is it like a mold wine? It's like red wine. So I took Trader Joe's like spiced apple cider and then I poured red wine and I nuked that bitch for two minutes. So it's like hot, boozy cider. Man, that it's like sounds fall sangria. interesting. It's really good. I don't know why you're the second person to sound skeptical about it. No, but no, I'm no. A little... Is this gonna is this gonna be in the episode? Well, yeah, it sorry, was. we were yeah. starting. Yeah, <laughs> until yeah, you yeah. talked. That's a sick. That's a sick uh, recipe for the fans. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Max. Um, should we pretend that we didn't hear him talk and just keep going, and then we introduce him, or should? I, I think know. we should just keep talking. I don't, we've never done this before. I don't know. <laughs> We're gonna keep talking, and I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that interruption in there. Okay. And it's it's just gonna be a good time. Ugh, let me move. Oh, sorry, my camp chair is in the wrong position. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. I don't have I don't have a nice desk chair like you have, Fallon. I have I have a steady bitch. Eddie. My camp Dude. chair has short legs so that my legs can extend. Okay, it's like it's like I am literally like two inches off the ground right now. Bitch, do not come for me. <laughs> do not come for me. In your, in your cozy little desk with your clean-ass keyboard. I saw that you cleaned your keyboard on Instagram. It looks great. Thank you. I thought you would appreciate that. I didn't think yeah, that I was proud you would of be you. a hater. Thank you. It was disgusting. Yeah. It um, was. You posted that picture. There were, like, mothballs, like, in between the keys. <laughs> for the record, I so I set up my desktop, and um, I, Casper gave me a keyboard to use. And that keyboard was too small for me. And the keys were in a weird spot. I hated it. I could not copy and paste with ease. Um, And so I like went into his office and I was like, different keyboard. I want different keyboard. (laughs) And so he gave me the one that he uses, which was infinitely more disgusting. And so as I was like (laughs) typing away, I was like, I'm going to get tetanus and AIDS and all other manner of diseases from this thing. And so over the weekend, I was like, it's time bust out the q-tips and it was really satisfying how long did that really, take it was, you it was worth it um it took us like half hour maybe oh wow that's because you like pop off the keys and then you clean oh, it oh i didn't know that yeah. the keys come off yeah so you pop we popped off the keys and i put them kind of in sections based off of how the keyboard is arranged <laughs> and so it was easier to like put them back on um yeah so it probably took you, like i'd say like 45 minutes are you telling me that Potentially, I could pop off all of Brady's keys and then rearrange them on his keyboard <laughs> as a fun prank. He's giving me a dirty look. <laughs> that is exactly what I would. I'm saying, and I, I honestly, Paris, wait, you don't even just, have to. You... He's just ripping off keys and showing them to me. He's just pulling keys off his keyboard. Stop that. Oh, that's so weird. I didn't know that the keys come off. <laughs> yeah, they come off. And really what you could do is um, just something simple. Like, you don't have to take all of them off. You could just swap a couple. <laughs> what you know? if I, like, took and hid the E? Yeah. And then he would have to press this little tiny 
mechanism instead of a full key, and that would be an- annoying. Do you know how pissed Brady would be if I, like, took his E? He would be so mad. <laughs> Maybe I should. That's a good prank. I like it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Paris, <laughs> here we are again. I really, I really missed... I've missed this. It, a week feels like a very long time. I was going to say, say it's only been seven days, <laughs> but I miss it too. I've been working a lot and it's been, it's been dragging on. So I, do, I'm, I've missed this also. Do we get a brief update on the Pete Chronicles? Oh yeah. So I've been working kind of later. I had a couple shifts that were in the afternoon. And so there was, there were like two days where I didn't actually have to see Pete which was really nice, um, but he's come in since, and uh, surprisingly, he's like mind. Uh, he's been minding his manners, which is good. Um, it's I still feel like really uncomfortable when I see him, um, but he hasn't like asked to take me out on dates again, so that's good. Um, that's and great. he stopped asking like what time I get off of work and like you know what he did ask me today he's like so do you have a car and I was like yeah (laughs) like why are you asking me that and I just like changed the subject and then was like throwing myself into my work to make myself look really busy but I've like I do not go out of my way to make conversation with him anymore but he still like comes out and talks to me but I try to keep our conversations really brief because while he does seem pretty friendly he really like something just feels off like he he just really uh makes me uncomfortable so i just try not to talk to him anymore (laughs) so hopefully he just goes away i don't know yeah i hope so too i hope so too i still am like i'll i'll kill him you know (laughs) you fly out here (laughs) yeah my first murder yay (laughs) yeah no i just don't want him to turn into a stalker is like my biggest concern yeah Um, me too which is like why when it kind of freaked me out even more when he was like, so you have a car? Because I'm like, I do have yeah. a car. And it's the only white Subaru with Oregon plates in the parking lot. And, like, you know that I'm from Oregon. And it just, like, really is weird. But I maybe that's, I don't know. We I think we talked about this before. Maybe that's overthinking it. Maybe it's just me trying to prepare myself for the worst. So, you know, like you said, you did say, if, you know, at worst case scenario, I was prepared so yes yeah exactly so whatever well i'm glad that you haven't been um you know followed yet i'm glad that (laughs) he has halted his um uh, intense advances that makes me feel good better um me too yeah what about you how have you been uh good no um no one harassing me except for you know uh (laughs) i wore i i wore a skirt to work um it's like a knee it's like just above the knee skirt a black skirt and like um a a button-up men's shirt like a leisurely like like a thick cotton button-up my cuban dad shirt it has a pocket up front it was cute it was a it was a casual like bit like business casual i feel like look i bet you leisure look what's that I said I was just saying I bet you looked so cute. I can Thank imagine you. that outfit on you and that'd be really cute. Thank you. Um, and I probably threw on some like dirty Nike slides just to top it off. <laughs> to just understate the look. And uh, I stood up. I sat down. I came in. I sat down. 
made small talk and I stood up to go grab the files that I look at in the morning. And he goes, you're wearing a skirt. And I said, yep. And he's like, you're dressed like an adult. Uh, and I said, I love it when you insult me. And he's like. <laughs> you said that like, to him? <laughs> yes. Yes. And he's like, I'm not insulting you. And I was like, come on. And he's like, no, no, no. I'm just saying you're you're dressed more formally. And I was like, how formally I dress does not determine how adult I am. And he's like, and it it kind of fell off from there. But it, it was like, wow, like you don't even understand. And, you know, like, bro, compliments or comments are in the ear of the beholder. All right, dude, they are. The way they're perceived falls upon the recipient, not the commenter, to determine. So yeah. if I'm saying that you've offended me, it doesn't matter what your fucking intention was. Um, so yeah, still having a good time. But that just like pissed me off and, um, you know, doesn't help. Like, why do I care? Why do I, why do I care what he fucking thinks of me? I just... Anyway, so yeah. No, I mean, that reminds me of, have you seen that like little clip of, um, it's like Barbie, it's like a Barbie movie that just came out and she is like explaining basically like gaslighting, which is what you're talking about, where like someone insults you and you're like, hey, that's insulting. And they say like, no, 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 I didn't mean it that way. Like you're taking it the wrong way. And so then like the blame is put on you instead of them accepting that they did something that hurt your feelings and they just need to be, you know, outright and apologize and move on. Yes. But in the meantime, I've been reading this book, Paris. Ah, I've been reading this book that was was recommended to us uh, by our friend Max. Max! uh, It's called... How do you say it, Paris? (laughs) Whoa, what was that? Whoa, that sounded a lot like our friend Max. Oh, Ah. that's me. Hi, guys. Do you like boys with wings or maybe horns or tails? Maybe you're into scales. Perhaps you want to be the lizard queen. Do you find yourself attracted to fictional characters like maybe vampires? Do werewolves make you cream? Then welcome to our podcast. This is the place for you. Freaks and geeks are welcome, and weebs will take you too. Fantasy time starts now. Set sail to a land of books and joy and big dicks. Hello, Max. Hey, how are we doing? Oh, Dandy, how are you, Maxwell? Oh, I'm just relaxing at home. Uh, in the 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 afterglow of a wonderful fantasy novel. Oh, you know? isn't that the best? It is. It's it's wonderful. Like yes. the post-coital glow of finishing a book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> too much so, effort. Too much effort. <laughs> so this book, a I pronounced sweaty. it Sabriel. How did you guys pronounce it? Sabriel. Sabriel? Well, I don't know. I I can tell you how Tim Curry pronounces it. Oh. Um, Oh. Which is 
Sabriel. And the reason why I know that is because I started reading this book and then about halfway through I was like, fuck, I do not have enough time to finish this book because I was really busy with work and other things. And so I downloaded um, the audiobook version that's read by Tim Curry and I listened Holy to shit. it at like 1.3 speed so I could finish in <laughs> <a> time. <laughs> But it was amazing. It was so that nice rocks. to hear like Tim Curry read to me. It was it was beautiful. Much better than I read it in my head. So 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 like how how far did you get reading it before uh, Tim Curry took <laughs> took care of it for the for you from there on? Oh, before like, Tim Curry took the reins. I would say Sabriel, which is how I said it, but he says yes. Sabriel. Um, <laughs> she is like in the old kingdom just starting out her journey and then i was like i do not have enough time and then i i I turned to tim curry and he didn't let me down he never would (laughs) what a smart play though paris i'm really impressed at that clutch move that was smart that was smart way to stay dedicated to our timeline i really appreciate that yeah Um, you got the job done got it done yeah so So i'm I'm, curious i'm excited to compare notes um on what it was like to have a narrator Versus your own, <laughs> your own mind. <laughs> okay. Yes. So, yes, this book, Sabriel, Sabriel. I said Sabriel, but I don't know. I kind of like Sabriel. I don't know. Well, if you know. say Sabriel, you have to roll your R. Sabriel. Briel. <laughs> so I almost rolled my L. I don't know what was going to happen there. There was nowhere to go. <laughs> so, Max... You recommended this book to us, and I was curious yeah. as to what are your origins with this book? How did you come upon it? What yeah. um, stuck you to it? What do you love about it? Tell us. That's reasonable, and it's all very vague for me, I have to tell you, because I like I, I remember reading this in, like, seventh grade, um, uh, getting my hands on this in, at the... Uh, Walker Middle School Library. (laughs) I do know because we went to middle school together. mm, Indeed. Max and I became friends in the sixth grade. Uh, We met in theater class in drama, sixth period drama. Yes, yes. Uh, um, I I was going to say the name of our teacher, but I was like, "Eh, maybe that's not, don't have to. Uh, <laughs> just, Not, just, name, just I don't know name if a, it's likely she'd even listen to this. So. Well, yeah, but just like name <laughs> name a name a person who has no idea, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I got this book and I like read like I I was trying to figure out where I dropped off originally because I finished it today, but I did not finish this book originally uh, when I started reading it. Um, I can't remember exactly where I stopped, but yeah. Wait, and, and this it, is the first time that you finished the book? Indeed. Yeah. Why? So Why didn't you finish it in middle school? I don't know. I just, uh, I just sucked. I don't know. What a juicy <laughs> ending to miss out on, too. I mean, wow. It, they really went out with a bang. It was mm-hmm. pretty cool. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and I, for, for some, yeah, for some reason, uh, yeah, this book just stuck with me for a while, and I was like, I I spent like two hours, uh, like a month ago, just like idly at work thinking, like, what the fuck was that book called? The one with the girl 
with the fucking bells. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell was that? And I was just like, just like, for for two hours. And then I figured it out. And then I was like, you guys, we should read this. I'm so glad that you recommended it because it was really fun. I Me liked too. it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I, I have some notes. I didn't take notes throughout, which I kind of regret, but the, the important things um, I found examples of towards the end, so I wrote those down. And then, like, you know, the parts that I really wanted to talk about, I remembered. So <laughs> I, okay. uh, I feel good about that. Um, yeah, yeah, so that's I, awesome. I was just, just going to try to keep it fresh in my mind, you know. <laughs> yes, just... I finished it today as well, so, like... Yeah. No shade on that. Yeah, for sure. Tim Curry just read me the end of the book um, about an hour and a half ago. <laughs> <laughs> so it's fresh, fresh in my mind as well. We're all on the Great. same page. <laughs> um, did, did you guys all have a, a map? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, that did was a, a that map? was yeah that was a great a great sign right off the bat. Yeah. You know? opening up this book to see a map it's like oh okay well, well that's they're gonna enjoy that that's one of our most important things for a fantasy novel that we discussed in our first podcast episode we yes. said like a good map is really important and mm. um that you don't have to have what did, what did i say i said like anything that you mention in the book has to be on the map i need to yeah. be able to see where it is but you can have places on the map that you don't mention in the book because then mm-hmm. that piques my interest, and I'm like, ooh, where's this place? Maybe they'll talk about it in another novel. But if you mention it, it has to be on the map. I want to see it. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah. Yes, and I love, I really yes. appreciated, at least in the mass market, um, five by eight book that I have. <laughs> Is this even five by eight? I don't think so. I think it's like five by seven and a half or some shit. Um, it's Which on is the, the one very... that I remember. Yeah. Well, because yeah. you got to have that sick cover art. It's I mean, an yeah. amazing cover. It's gorgeous. It's great. It's 10 out yeah. of 10. Um, and the map for these ones, the mass market, is um, on the very first page. So I didn't have to, like, leaf through the first, like, three, like, copyright, um, like, dedicated to title page, mm-hmm. all that bullshit, like, with mm-hmm. other books. This bitch was the very first fucking page. So anytime I had to reference it. She was there. She was there, ready for me, <laughs> and I was ready for her. And it just made the ease of reading so much better. Nice. That's Quality even better. I, I, I ordered a um, <laughs> a paperback set of the whole trilogy, actually. It's it, a trilogy? It, it, yeah, it continues what? on with, with uh, Liriel <laughs> and uh, the final book, Abhorsen. Uh, which is a term that is familiar to us now. Obviously, mm-hmm. we, we're we, we're well acquainted with uh, with that. But um, <laughs> yeah, the next book is like seven hundred and eighty pages. So I don't know. Whoa. Yeah, I don't know. I if googled I'm it. That. I googled it, and it's like, <clears throat> sorry, dude, the cider is hitting hard. <laughs> um, I googled it, and it was like, um, from the per- is it from the perspective of one of the Claire. Is it like? Is that what it is? I didn't. I didn't get it at all. I. I, I think it, it. Did you start reading it? No. No. Oh, okay. I. Yeah. I think it. It might be from the perspective of someone else, but I know that like Sabriel marries. Uh, I guess this is where spoilers start. 
um, now. Mm. Here comes a spoiler, so don't be mad, we've warned ya. You've only got yourself to blame if you keep on listening and learn some things that you really don't want to know. If so, then go. But uh, Sabriel marries Touchstone, and then they have two kids. One of them is a princess, Damn. and then the other is like the um, uh, soon to be a porcelain. Oh. So, oh, okay. Yeah, and then they like touch on. So there were like the two um, blonde twins at the end that are like, here are the f- f- birds. <laughs> Get in. Uh, <laughs> uh, those those two are part of like the the Claire, which is like the other charter blessed line. Yeah. And um, so like the next character that's highlighted is like uh, one, one of, of them. them. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I have some just little quick fun facts about our author. Oh, oh Mr. Garth Nix. Oh, uh, Garth Mr. Nix. Garth Nix. Did you know that Garth Nix is Australian? He's from Australia, and he's currently 57 years old, but he was 25 when this book was published. So I don't know how old he was when he wrote it, but he was 25 when this became like a book for people to be able to read, which is pretty young and awesome. That is. About about my age. (laughs) Yeah, Max, where's your fucking novel? I don't have a Sabriel in the works, guys. I have to say. I'm ashamed. I bet she you would write an incredible too. book. You are a you're an amazing writer, Max. Well, honestly, I just wanna I just wanna get started on the on the fucking Sabriel movie. Like Oh I yes! Direct it. Yeah. You should write the screenplay. I, I it, it would rock. It would fucking kick ass. Hell yeah. I don't know I don't know who you would um who you would cast as Sabriel. That would be tough. Um mm. if, if if you could like debut somebody in that movie, that would be ideal. So yeah. Fallon, yes, Fallon could be Sabriel. <laughs> yeah. She's pale as fuck, dude. She's too pale. I can't. Yeah, She's but Fallon described as pale. Fallon, she cross country skis, and so do you. <laughs> yeah. The whole time, like- every time she was on those fucking skis, I was dying because all I could see was Fallon with her arms like flung behind her back, skiing down a mountain. Did you know that Fallon used to competitive? cross-country ski i did not know that's uh did, did you know that awesome. fallon placed last in, <laughs> in i'm gonna i'm gonna say 40 percent of the races that she raced in she placed Ooh. last place and when she didn't she only beat maybe like two or three other people did did you know that also okay. Okay. About Fallon's cross-country well, ski prowess, did you know a, that? In a cin- in a cinematic context, um, <laughs> that sort of thing doesn't necessarily yeah. matter. You don't need matter. to be a great skier. You just need to get on the skis, and which just... I can do. Yeah, you know you can, she's you described it as tall. Um, You're and tall, so I have that. I'm tall. <laughs> I can ski. I um, I can ring a bell or two. You know what I mean? Damn. <laughs> Holy shit! Um, I have I have two more fun facts about Garth Nix. Yes, Garth Nix used to work for a, I believe it was a book publishing company or it was a book some type of book company, and he was a sales representative, and he traveled in Asia, in the Middle East, and in Eastern Europe. So maybe that influenced some of his um, like map 
I don't know. Oh, it's inspired. Yeah. Um, and But one of the coolest fun facts that I found about Garth Nix is that he writes role-playing scenarios for Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, very nice. That's lit. And I bet those would be great scenarios. Yeah. Can you buy I... those? Huh? Ooh. Can you buy those? Like, does he do it recreationally? Probably. Or, are, like, does he sell, like, storylines for DMs? I don't know. I didn't look into it. I just saw that that's, like, in his author bio. It's, like, something yeah. that he does. I wouldn't be surprised if you could sell, if you could, like, buy some, like, a campaign or something like that that was, yeah. like, written by him. That would be cool. Yeah, it'd be really be fun. Cool. Monetize I, the shit out of that, Garth. Yeah, Garth. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a great... Um, it's a, it's a very very like evocative uh like vibe you get from reading this book with the way that he writes certain things like i i i really enjoyed like just the the certain turns of phrase that he used like right off the top there's like one with the little girl at uh her college approaching her as she's uh reviving a rabbit uh she's like raising a rabbit from the dead and uh, he describes this girl as, like, fear wriggles at the back of her eyes. And I was like, oh, shit, that rocks. I love yeah. that. There yeah. were a lot of those. I, like, when I read the um, kind of, like, not acknowledgments, but, like, the praise on the back before I started reading it, it was, like, a fantasy that reads like realism. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? And I'm reading it, and I was like, oh, I fucking understand what they're talking about now. And, like, on page 428, she's, it's, like, towards the end. I, I have to write down my pages or else I'll fucking forget. Um, but, like, towards the end of the book, when they're, like, in the truck, and she, like, asks a question, but she's interrupted by the start of the car, and then she asks her question again because she wasn't heard the first time just like something as small as that i was like wow i would have like as a, mm. as a writer i would have never fucking thought of that like you really have to live inside your story in order to like even think to bring that shit up like you're just i don't know i feel like writing fiction i'm just like pulling shit out of my ass like i don't know what the fuck is going on but this guy is like he's so established in the story that he just like I don't know I'm assuming he just like sees something happen and then incorporates it in text but like I don't know Did all these like little tiny um, kind of like nuances throughout the story were super rewarding to read and it was one of the only books I think that I've read that I enjoyed the writing as much as I did like the story like I enjoyed reading the way that he created the story, not just like me rooting for Sabriel and like hoping that she fucks something at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I think that this book, um, like I wasn't, I wasn't bored when I got into it. I think I had a rough start because I, I really wasn't giving myself enough time. And then also I, I, I felt frustrated cause I didn't know like when the book was set I knew where mm. we were, but I didn't know what time we were, and that's never really touched on. So I was like, "What the fuck yeah, is going on?" It's ambiguous. Like, um, like the where where she's in 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 Ansel in Ansel Steer. It's supposed to be like modern. Like, there's like cars. Yeah. And, you know, it's just like yeah. It was like '40s England or some shit. It felt yeah. Like. yeah. 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 
Because they have like grenades and guns and cars, and then on the other side of the wall, there's all these like magic creatures and swords and you know like medieval feeling yeah. things. Cool little like dichotomy to yeah. base the story around. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but I, 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 yeah, I agree. It's very vividly written. I yeah. loved yeah like there's the realism of it. There's another book like that, um, The Cruel Prince by Holly Black. Holly Black wrote the Spiderwick Chronicles. Um, She writes, like, really fantastical little magical stories. Um, But the Cruel Prince is set in, like, the main character lives in the fairy realm, but she's, like, human, so she's from modern time as well. And it's, like... It is, like, modern, like, now. Like, they go to Target, and they go to all these other places, but then she, like, crosses into the fairy realm and is, like, living, basically, like, they have, like, all medieval things, like swords and um, shields and things like that. So, it's cool. I love that. They made that into a movie, I think. Which one? Mm -hmm. The Cruel Prince? Spiderwick. Oh, oh, Spiderwick. Yes, yes, the Spiderwick Chronicles, they did. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I thought those were so cool when I was a kid. I loved... Those movie, that movie. <laughs> yeah, the books are really fun, too. Me, too. That was, like, a prime time when, like, Spiderwick, and then there was, like, Bridge to Terabithia, mm-hmm. and, like, all of these fantastical, like, fairy, kind of, like, fae kids movies came out. Bro, I fucked with those. Same. So hard. <laughs> those were awesome. Those were awesome. Like, that, sixth grade. Uh, that book fucking wrecked me, dude. Bridge to, to Terabithia? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ. Cried like a little bitch. That and... <laughs> little elephanting. Where the red fern grows. Oh, <laughs> that's no, really not... Again. That's not was, a fantastical book. I was literally thinking about that as well. <laughs> Dude, we read that book in the fifth grade. And in, yeah. in Miss Cypher's class, and she read the ending to us aloud, and I sat in my desk chair, and I wept in front of the whole class. It was, that was so literally sad. literally me, dude. Yeah. Fifth grade, Mr. Barry's class. Like, grown man up there and being like, an old red. And it, like, <laughs> yeah. It was so was sad. But so good. Yeah. I love that book because that book – Kind of like in the way that The Alchemist was, it has a good fucking grind. Like the middle meat of the book is just that little boy just like collecting those coins for a couple chapters. And that was like, (laughs) oh my God, dude, I loved that shit. I loved reading about a grind for like your dream. And then he goes to town and he gets like, I don't know, he, he gets like beat up by the bullies. But then the sheriff comes and is like, hey, kid, you want a soda pop? And he's like, never <laughs> had soda before. And so it's just like, and then he like carries two dogs home in a sack. And like, I just, <laughs> oh, fuck, dude. I fuck with where the red fern grows so hard. So hard. Man, I, I got to reread this because I don't remember any of that Same. Shit. I was just thinking the same thing. I was like, will the dogs die? I know that. <laughs> I, I remember there's dogs. No, guys, there's like a whole middle meat that is so satisfying. Because like the grandpa's like, he's like, I'm saving up for some coon hounds. And grandpa's <laughs> like, what? Are you sure, kid? Those are expensive. And he's like, I'm going to save up a $140 or some shit like that, which is wow. just like buku bucks. Well, and it takes him two years to do it. 
And then, like, he makes the money, and his grandpa, like, (laughs) gives him a bunch of candy and is like, good job, kid. Go get your hounds. (laughs) I'm so impressed and, like, touched at the impact that Where the Red Fern Grows has left on you. (laughs) It's beautiful. I'm going to... I'm gonna know in my heart that you're not making fun of me, and I'm gonna say thank you. <laughs> you just, you just know it like the back of your hand. Bro, you it's do, just you a good do. book. I'm sorry that I remember the plot to like an informative book of my youth. No, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm, I love I'm sorry. I do too. Oh my god. Okay. Well, does anyone? I want to hear notes about Sabriel. Well, can uh, Max? I was hoping that you would honor us with a summary. A summary? Oh, geez. Okay, I was afraid you were going to ask me to do something if like that. If you don't want to, I'm no. happy to do the summary, or I'm sure Paris is, but... Let's just let's just, uh, let's just tag nice. team it, you know? Like a little okay. re- relay kind of deal. And I'll butt in from time to time. How about that? Ab- okay. Absolutely. So Sabriel is um, 18, and she lives in this uh, college for girls, like a boarding, boarding school. I guess, right? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. and, it's kind uh, of like Hogwarts, but only but for small women. And yeah. for ladies. Yeah, and they do they do learn magic there, but it's like it like sucks, apparently, you find <laughs> out. Um and uh she is like a she's like a um like a in student instructor uh on the grounds there. She's a prefect. A prefect, yeah. Um, but she she's a fucking also, TA, is what she is. A TA, yeah, yeah. She's working on it, but um, but she's also a necromancer, and that's the cool part. Um, yeah. Because her dad is a necromancer too, and he like taught her how to raise the dead, and that's how we're introduced to her. Yeah, and she, they're not just any necromancers either. They are the abhorsen. Which there's only one at a time, but it's just this like long family line of this like one necromancer at a time whose specialty is putting bitches to sleep instead of waking them up. And there's I don't know why there's only one, but everyone calls them the abhorsen. And there's like, just like the the major one. Yeah, there's you just know. a one one dude. Which I liked how she was like, oh, I thought that was just my dad's name. I didn't know. I know. Everyone just calls him by his, like, last... Because her last name is Abhorsen as well, right? It's not just, like, a title. It's, like, her last name, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. Oh, maybe I did not. Maybe I didn't listen well. I mean, you have Tim Curry on your side, so I don't know, dude. I did have Tim Curry. Curry said, so I'll I'll agree with him. I feel like maybe I heard that at some point, but I, you know, can't confirm. I'll defer to Tim, personally. Oh, Oh my God. So, Sabriel. Sorry, Max. Continue, please. So, so Sabriel receives a... Uh, how how does she like what, what notifies her at the start of the book? I, I can't remember. Like the she's like waiting for her dad to roll up because it's like about right. the time of the season where her dad comes to visit her. He's like his like astral projection comes to like hang out with her. I think and then yes. she's like daydreaming about Papa coming to like have a nice cup of tea with her like they do like the good old days. And it's but instead, late. Yeah, it's late at night and one of her like flatmates one of like the other students is like same real there's some fucking shit there's a fucking monster ah! there's a and monster there's a monster sabriel goes and it's like this kind of demon 
creature rolling up through the hallway of or like through the one of the main dormitories and it's actually a messenger um from the dead dad sent from her dad yeah yeah and uh he's like basic basically it it gives her the impression oh my god my dad's dead right yeah, off the bat because he's sending it from beyond the, the what ninth gate some gate yeah death. so so death is conceived of as like this river with all of these gates that you that you pass through uh that like wind and, and twist and turn and things can like stick between the gates and like accrue power as they just like stick there um but yeah so her dad is somewhere in there so she knows that her dad is dead. So that's that sucks. So yeah. <laughs> right off right off the bat, she's motivated. Man. She's got to go. She's got to leave Ansel Sestier, <laughs> which is supposed to be like supposed to be like 1940s Australia. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And um, she has to cross this huge wall. That separates Ancestor from the Old Kingdom, which is the source of all of the magic in this world, is actually mm-hmm. like this this kingdom, uh, which is the, the magic is referred to as the Charter, which is an interesting uh, concept. I don't know. Can, can maybe maybe can somebody fill in like what 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 is what is the Charter? Yeah, so there are like okay, okay, no, you no, you go ahead. So, oh my God. <laughs> there's like all right, so there were like the charter mages, and then there's the Claire, and then there's the Abhorson, and those are like three like lines of folks. Well, I guess any most people can be a charter mage, but like the Abhorson and the Claire are like the two main homies, and then there were like the homies that built the wall, and this is like ancient history. And they established these stones that are called the Charter Stones, I think. And they are, like, the source of magic and shit and also, like, a connection to the underworld as well. Um, and so, like, it's, it's, like, no one really knows where they came from. They just know that, like, these l- heritage lines, these, like, pedigrees, um, like, have the strongest connection. And then they're, like, old, the Old Kingdom holds all of this history and then like the wall was built for some reason we don't really know why but then like normal humans or like modern humans get to like hang out there while the old kingdom like festers in medieval magic death ways yeah things are real bad over there yeah um and so she has to get but she has to go in there and she makes contact with the like military garrison that uh, guards this wall, and this guy Colonel Horace, Horace, I don't know. <laughs> horse. I said horse. 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 Um, <laughs> I when I I read past this part in the book before I switched to Tim Curry, and I read it as horse, and then I was like, no, that's not right. It's gotta be Horace. But Tim Curry says like. Oh God! What the fuck does he say? It's not horse. And it's, it's yeah. It's something along the lines of that. And I was like, <laughs> well, definitely not Colonel Horse then. 
I mean, it's if, a, if Tim Curry says it, that means that Tim Curry was paid. Like, he had to be directed. It's Tim Curry. So I feel like whatever Tim Curry says goes. But it's also like <laughs> whatever Tim Curry says is annoying a little bit <laughs> at the same time. Oh, man. You don't like Tim Curry? I do like Tim Curry. I'm just saying everything sounds so extra. Well, he does. He just sounds really fancy. That's why you get him. I guess so. Yes. I'm sorry. Excuse my blasphemous, <laughs> blasphemous mouth hole. <laughs> I apologize. I did not mean. Forgive me. Carry on. Jesus. Uh, and there are dead things like around the wall as Colonel Horace, Horse, Colonel uh, Horse explains. <laughs> and this is bad because her dad is dead. And her dad, like, bound all of these dead things. And the bindings are, like, dependent on him still being alive. So there's going to be all these all these dead things that come up and fucking kill a bunch of people who are just like, da, 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 I'm in the 1940s. They don't fucking know what's going on, you know? Like, they're not ready for this shit at all, you know? So that's no, bad. they come so, and they like they like take tourists' visits to the wall. And they're like, "Look at that big old yeah. wall!" Like they don't, they don't know about magics. No, no, fucking they don't even, Ansel Styrians, idiots. They, they deny it exists, right? Yeah, they don't acknowledge it as existing. Um, so she has to get in there, and she's got to find her dad, obviously again, and. But first she goes to her dad's house, which is like the bat cave for the Abhorsen, you know? Yeah. And um, on her journey there, she gets stalked by, like, the greater um, dead, a greater dead right. being, yeah. the uh, the Mord- Mordicant. How did well, Mord- Mord- be- Mordicant? Before she sees the Mordicant, which is how Tim Curry says it, okay, um, okay. <laughs> she, like, rolls past this bridge with a bunch of dead people on it. Um, and I just thought it was so cool that she, like, touches the charter mark and basically, like, watches a Snapchat that someone left. <laughs> a TikTok. <laughs> yes. And they're like, what up, what up? I'm about to fucking die. This is what's going on. It's and they, gift. like, yeah, they <laughs> they leave, like, a gif of them dying. Um, and she, I just thought it's that also, was, it's like. Kind of, it's, it's like Dark Souls, too, where you leave yeah. your, like, blood stain. Oh, you yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It totally is like that. I only know that yeah. because Brady is religious about that game. Um, of course. <laughs> I just thought that that was like a cool little thing for the author to include. It was fun. Yeah, there were like so many variations of like the benefits of magic. And like it was um, it was like it's an expansive type of magic that can be used, um, which was cool. But also had like clear rules and drawbacks as well. Mm-hmm. Um, like I really liked the magic system in this book. It was it was pretty sweet. So, as she is entering her uh, the Ab- Abhorsen's house, she is being stalked by this mordicant, which is this horrifying, uh, like fire monster, uh, that sounds really fucked up. Honestly, all yeah. of this, all the descriptions of it, I was like, man, I don't want to get involved <laughs> with one of those. Uh, so she like traps this thing on the outside of the house and. Uh, she is greeted by a sentient cat named Mogget. God, I love Mogget. We I love Mogget, right? What we a good boy. I, I loved Mogget, yeah. Everybody Which, okay. fucks with Mogget. 
So this was my like first note. So like I'm reading this book. I'm like, okay, Sabriel, we're 18. There's like hinting if she's like, I wonder what boys are like. I've just been in all this this all girls school. I don't know what the world is like. I only know my dad. I only know dead people. I only know boobs. But I Which, think by the about way, her dad sounds hot. I know, dude. <laughs> that first chapter about, like, the first chapter of the book is, like, you meet her dad, and it's, like, her origin story. Mm-hmm. Her mom dies in, like, we assume childbirth, but I think there's also, like, maybe she's been, like, offed by a demon at the same time. We don't really know. Um, and, like, the baby's dead. And this dude rolls up. There's, like, these traveling people who are, like, trying to save this woman who's died in childbirth. And this dude rolls up, and he's like, that baby's not dead. And they're like, yo, it's fucking dead. And he's like, it's not dead. I am the... And he, like, opens his cape. He's like, I am the abortion. And they're like, oh, shit. And he's like, and I say it's not dead. Am I not qualified and they're like, oh, no, you're right, dude. And he, like, goes into death. And then he fucking, like, snatches the baby out of this, like, demon's hands. And he's like, uh-uh, Karagor, absolutely not. And Karagor is like, oh, swiper no swiping. And he's like, I would have gotten away with it. And then he gets, like, yeeted by the death river. And then a porcelain comes back into the life. And he's like, see, motherfuckers, I told you it's not dead because this baby's my baby and I loved its mother and I'm going to name it Sabriel. Now, who's going to come work for me and take care of this child? (laughs) And like, wow, what a fucking literal daddy. I really (laughs) felt for a person. I really, yeah, you piqued my interest right away. I was really sad that we were we didn't get more more of him. Yeah, that he died. That he was fucking dead. Said that he's just D E D dead. Yeah. Yeah, he gets he gets bopped. He gets yeeted, yeah. as you said. <laughs> <laughs> he does. But he does get yeeted. The cat. We were talking about Mogget. Mogget. Yeah, I didn't. Can I finish my thought? I'm oh, so yeah, sorry. no, no, go ahead. I well, so Sabriel, right? She's like, what are boys like? I don't know. Oh, I'm and then sorry. we meet General Horace, and I was like, or Colonel Horace, and I was like, how old is this dude? And then he's like, I have a daughter your age, and I was like, okay, never mind. And then um, <laughs> there are like some other soldiers, and one of them was like hey and she was like hey bye and i was like so pretty much every new character you're like okay can sabriel fuck this person (laughs) and i was like yeah i was waiting i was waiting and i was like okay we're not gonna fuck what's up with this guy i know the mordecai i was like ooh, fire daddy okay and i was like oh no he's a bad boy no and then it was like thralk and i was like okay no we're not interested in thralk um and then we meet mogget and i was like it's no play man (laughs) <laughs> they just like nagged so hard and they just mentioned they just, they just like mentioned him at the end for some reason do you guys catch that they just mentioned him like no yeah. while she's like thinking about oh man that shit with thralk so oh yeah like what <laughs> i love how his body is just like stumbling and like the bones just like gristling together as he's like yeah. trying to climb this mountain <laughs> 
Frog's having a rough time. And I was like, wow, here is our first villain. And he just gets fucking yeeted so hard. Like, Throg was just inconsequential. And I was like, oh, sorry, my guy. But I guess he was like a good intro, I don't know, Daedra. He was like a good intro demon, but... I kind of but... saw Thralk as... Max, what's the name of that movie with um, the actor who plays Harry Potter and um, he's dead? He's like a dead body and Paul Dano rides his oh. body. Oh, um, uh, <laughs> a Swiss Army Man. Swiss Army Man. Fallon, have you seen that? No. Oh. What happens to Dano Radcliffe? <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> he's dead the whole film. He's just a dead body. <laughs> Damn, no, I've not seen that. That's funny as fuck, though. Um, yeah, I think you probably enjoyed that movie, Fallon. Yeah, okay. it's Swiss really Army good. Right. But that's Swiss how I Army saw Man. Thralk as Daniel Radcliffe's dead body. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. So, so uh, but Sabriel wants to bone. She wants to bone. We meet Mogget, and I was like, okay, <laughs> are we about to fuck this cat? Because like, clearly it's not just a cat. I was like, there's a man in there. There's a man in that cat. And then, to my disappointment, there was no cat. Oh, fucking. But then we get rewarded, which we'll get to. We're almost there. Oh, my God. But I just wanted to yeah. I just want to share my mental process that was happening uh, during this time. Because I was like, there's got, it's got to be, I know, I know, I can feel it in my bones. In this book, there's potential for romance. Where is it? So, and I was rewarded. So I will say, I did think of this book originally because of the premise of your podcast. And because for some reason, I did, like, remember this book being kind of horny, I guess. I was <laughs> like... I guess mm-hmm. that sort that sort of stuck with me somehow, but maybe that was just me. Maybe I was just projecting at the time. But well, there's uh, a dick in it. There is. The, there's the, a the, dick yeah. in this book. Says says penis. It actually. does say it penis. Says penis. Yeah. Circumcised penis. I That's have true. the quote. Would you like to hear it? <laughs> yes, I would. The detail even extended to a circumcised penis, which Sabriel glanced at in an embarrassed way before looking back at his face. It's on page 204. So that was like my turning point. I was like, <laughs> we, I was like, we gonna fuck Horace? No. We gonna fuck this dude? No. Are we gonna get fucked by these various demons? No. Are we gonna fuck this cat? No. And I was like, there's a dick. We are gonna fuck. We're gonna do it, kids. Like I knew, I knew. And I was like, this is love. We've made it. Huzzah! Only, what, 200 pages in, but we did it. That's so... It was so exciting. (laughs) Fallon, I want you to know that I wrote that quote specifically in my notes, and then underneath it, in all caps, I wrote, Damn, Fallon. (laughs) (laughs) Because I knew. (laughs) That I would appreciate seeing poor Touchstone's little... um, Peen? Wooden, wood... (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> a little wood peepee oh touchdown so yeah we meet Moggit. i'm sorry okay so Moggit is a <laughs> um like uh entity that is like contained within this cat like thousands of years old like yeah. uh magic monster creature um which rocks uh and he's like a, a smart ass. He's kind of a dick. Yeah. <laughs> and um, 
he is Sabriel's guide on this journey left behind by her dad. And he immediately starts directing her uh, about where, what they're going to do. First, they're going to take this paper wing, which is like a little like biplane, like a little like a uh, little. Uh, it's a giant origami bird, essentially. It, yeah, it's like a hang glider, you know, some kind of thing, maybe. Yeah, um, it's like a it, it's like a canoe with bird wings that turns into kind of a real bird. Just a giant like paper crane. Yeah, it's a giant. Yeah, it's a giant. Like you said, origami bird. Ormagami. Giant. Ormagrami. Ormagami. Ormagami. Oh my god! Could you imagine being like, "Oh my god, I love ormagami." Being like, "Excuse me, what is this?" You mean origami? You uncultured swine yeah no that's what i said ormigami <laughs> yeah that's what we're saying yeah. you're right never mind i'm sorry first you're right and so yeah they take the paper wing they crash the paper wing and in the crashing of the paper wing the like binding around mugget is broken and he's like released he's like uh, an unbound, like free magic, uh, monster, and he tries it's like to a fire tornado demon. Yeah, mm-hmm. he tries to kill Sabriel, uh, <laughs> and she has to like put a new collar on him, a new ring collar on him, uh, which that was that was scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and... thought that was kind of sick though. Yeah, the fact that like Mogget was like, "Hey, listen, here's this ring." Just keep it for a little while. <laughs> Things can make it crazy. You may need to use it. I'm not going to explain why, but I'm just going to, like, give it to you. And then the ring becomes the collar that, like, recaptures his, like, free magic Tasmanian devil's spirit. Yes. And then, like, turns him back into a cat with the collar on it, but then he vomits up another ring. Yes. It's like I this love the cycle. cycle. Yeah. You could do it again. It's again. so good. And again, yeah, I really, really like that. In case you need him. In case you need him, you can do that. And uh, and they do. Spoiler. Um, yeah. <laughs> so they walk through uh, this, like, tunnel where they crash. Yeah, they're in, like, a sinkhole. They crashed in, a, in this big old sinkhole, which I couldn't really picture. I had a hard time with that. Yeah, I wasn't really, yeah. I just didn't really care about the sinkholes. Like, ah, okay, you're in some dirt. Cool, you know. I was just, in, in my brain, I saw, like, the scene from the Goonies, you know, when all the kids, like, find the pirate ship, oh like, God. underground. Okay. That's really good. That's way better. That's what, what I was seeing. Of. That's pretty That's entertaining. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it was really fun. I so they figure out that it is the, like, burial place of the royal family, though? while they're hanging out in there and the royal fleet yeah and then they find a um a like statue uh which is not a statue but a guy with a dick (laughs) (laughs) he's like he's this wood statue and he's like on the bow of the ship like a mermaid would be except it's him like 
being like, uh, and she's like, oh my god, he's all naked and stuff. That's crazy. And then she's like, whoa, I can see the veins on his dick. Maybe, maybe he's real. That's whoa. That's weird. Whoa. Whoa. Turns out he is. <laughs> he and, is. Uh, she was right. He, he doesn't know what his name is. He doesn't know what's up. Um, he just thinks his name is Touchstone. And Ma gets like. Oh, oh right. uh, you're gonna keep looking at that dick. Moggett like calls out Sabriel. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah. How about you stop ogling and do something about it, pussy? And she's like, okay. So she like goes into death to go like rescue him. She's literally survived a plane crash. Her like cat familiar attacking her in its demon form, and then she's like, God, I want some dick. And so she like goes <laughs> into the afterlife. And, like, hauls him out at the risk of, like, being gotten by this, like, worm hog critter in, like, the beyond, like, the second gate or some shit like that. And she, like, hauls him out. And she's like, he's not, it's not working. He's not moving. And Ma gets like, how about you give him a smooch? (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, oh, my God. And she's, like, all embarrassed. She, like, breathes on his face and nothing happens. She's like... Maya, you had me out here looking like an idiot. You're so crazy. But then he like wakes up and is like, thanks, bitch. It <laughs> worked. It worked. <laughs> and um, jumping ahead, like like they they did like put him in like uh, the path for them to like find him, right? Mm-hmm. That was like in, yeah, that was like, that was intentional. It was all part of the plan. Oh, was it really? What? Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. I think. What? I think, I think like, Caragor, like, puts it, like, made, makes that happen, right? I don't know. I think oh. that's how they explain it. Well, because isn't he Caragor's oh, brother? Yes. 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 Right. I had a question. The whole touchstone thing. Yes. He was like, I don't remember my name. And Moggett's like, how about we call you Touchstone? And he's like, that's a dummy's name. And Moggett's like, are you not a dummy? And he was like, I'm a dummy. And I don't, no Google search could help me out. What the fuck? That didn't make any sense to me. I was like, you don't want to pick a name. You don't want to be like Craig. I don't know. Like, <laughs> Well, it's like a jester's name. And, like, jesters are fools, and so that's why Moggett's like, you're a fucking fool. Let's call you the name of a fool. Is that what you're confused about? Why was he a fool? Why was he a fool? Why was he a fool? Because he he has such, like, low self-esteem because he fucked shit up with the queen. And his brother, like, murdered his mom, and he feels like it's all his fault. So he's like, I'm a dummy. I'm a fool. I deserve to be called Touchstone. And, like, also he can't remember his real name. Isn't that right? Right. Which, that doesn't get revealed to Sabriel until later. But, yeah. He, this guy is is involved with... I, I honestly kind of glazed over a little bit with some of this stuff. I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Royal, yeah, royal family, the... Yeah, Caragor. Like, you know, I, this guy... How This guy fucked up pretty bad. Uh with uh protecting the queen i guess yeah he like couldn't protect his mama very well and but like it's not really his fault his brother was so op yeah Yeah, but he just has brother sounds like his brother sounds like anakin skywalker just like 
killing all the younglings, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds messed up. I, um, so, yeah, I, I, we don't, I, I wouldn't want to blame Touchstone personally, but that's how, that's how he feels. I think, it, I think I'm just mad because, like, his evaluation of himself early on um, kind of affected my evaluation of him throughout the story. And so I perceived him to be, like, a bit of a little bitch, um, he is like the whole time and I was like you ain't gonna change your name like there was no like name redemption he wasn't like like Moggett wasn't ever like you're a little bit less of a dummy now how about you pick a name I dub thee Kevin or something you know like <laughs> no, I, he's just still there, he's just still touchstone then he becomes king touchstone he becomes king dumbass okay <laughs> like I don't okay. know <laughs> why I mean, that was pretty cool Uh, so they fucking revive this dude, and he's like, I kind of remember stuff. I remember how to get out of the sinkhole. Let's get out of here. And Sabriel's like, listen, dude, I got to find my dad's body, and that's how I'm going to be able to revive him, because I know he's alive. He's just, like, dead, but he's alive, but I need to find his body. And they're like, cool. So they get out of the sinkhole, and then they go to... Uh, they, they go to like a, a, a village they go to the yeah the fishing village and people fishing are like village. shooting things at them and they're like what the fuck we are friends don't shoot at us and they're like sorry we just thought you were the fucking undead that's taken over our <laughs> town our bad excuse us oh, sorry pardon. dude pardon <laughs> pardon Abortion. us ma'am. where the fuck have you been stupid yeah we're doing your job and then they're like, okay, well, we'll kill one of your dudes because obviously he's infected by the dead. And then we're going to take one of your, like, three fishing boats, okay? We're going to sail across the continent. And they're like, all right, here you go. Here's our best boat for you. <laughs> She's like, thanks. And then they make Touchstone <laughs> sail that bitch for, like, 12 days. Yeah, like 18 hours a day. <laughs> And he does it, too, because he's like, I'm the worst. I'm an asshole. She's like, God, I just wish you'd fucking say something. Just anything. He's such a fucking poor conversationalist. I guess he doesn't want to talk because he's been working so hard. Making him grow. (laughs) It's not that he doesn't want to talk. He's just exhausted. He's fucking tired, you psycho. He's like sweating and rowing as hard as he can and she comes over. She's like, What's up, Touchstone? He can't talk. He can't Why muster he the talk breath. Talk to me. He's like, Do you want He's like, Do you want to help? Maybe? She's like, I don't know how to sail. I don't know. That's your fucking job. I don't know. The cat's like, Faster, bitch. Like, God, poor Touchstone. And they're like, do you know where you're even going? He's like, no, I've been fucking dead for 200 years. <laughs> no, he does recognize, like, the areas he knows. He knows how he to does. get around. Uh, to his credit. We don't want to rag on him too yes. much, you know? Um, I'm more ragging on their treatment of him. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think anyone's given the Touchstone enough compassion. He's not giving himself enough compassion. Like, he needs a fucking therapist. He's been through a lot. He really needs, like, um, a good self-care day. Uh, he he does not take care of himself. The skin, the skin care. for two centuries. So they're 
they're sailing this damn boat around, and then they find, finally, uh, Sabriel's dad, the Abhorson, mm-hmm. uh, trapped in, like, a suspended animation mm-hmm. kind of state or something. Right. Like, between, between life and death, I guess. So, Sabriel has to go into death to retrieve him, but it's a trap. Uh but they find out a little too late. So Caragor and his like undead army surrounds all of them. Mm-hmm. And then Sabriel's like uh, in the underworld and she's like wading through the gates. He's like, what? He's past like the fourth gate or some shit like that. Like, she goes in there. She goes pretty deep. She's deep in there. And she's like, Papa, where are you? And she like <laughs> follows her intuition to like find her dad. And then he like yeets out of the water and uh, he like hauls her back to life. And he's like, listen, bitch, I only got a hundred, hundred heartbeats, which is like, what? 10,000? 10,000 heartbeats? Is my math right? Max? Uh, why yes? Oh, jeez. <laughs> you'd be you'd know better than the I. The math math expert. Uh, I think it's yes. ten. He has like ten. <laughs> he has like ten thousand RP. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, Max. <laughs> I just deflected. Hello. I deflected because I feel the same way you do. <laughs> I don't know the answer. Hello. So I was trying to give it to That's you. Why you're here. It's your fucking book, Max. Why are you? <laughs> How many so, heartbeats? He's only got like a few. Like, like he's only, he's got limited. He's got limited time. He's Let's got put limited it that time, way. and he's like hauling her back. He's like, dude, I only got fucking ten thousand heartbeats to live, and I gotta fucking help you with this shit. And she's like, God, why won't you just fucking hug me, Dad? You're why fucking won't you just dying. be my dad? Why won't you just be my dad? And he's like, dude, we got shit to do. The world's going to fucking die and it's, it's like, going to descend dude, into evil. Yeah, like you've been familiar with like the really high stakes of this situation the whole time. <laughs> and I don't really understand why you're being like this right now. It doesn't really seem reasonable at this juncture. <laughs> the book's about to be over. But I and... felt for her. I was like... Yeah, Dad, be fucking better. Be better right now. Why don't you just fucking hug your daughter? And then he does. And he's like, hey, I'm sorry. I've been kind of a dick. I get it. I've not been the best dad. But I've always loved you. And I will always love you. But, like, I'm going to die now, okay? And you're going to have to fucking run. And it was, like, so sad. Papa. A little unceremonious, too. Yeah. it's They they have to have their quick little hug moment and that's it and then they cross back over into life and her dad has to go take on Caragor and she has to go grab Touchstone and get him the hell out of there mm-hmm. and while they're running uh, suddenly he vomits they like, yeah they're like oh my god we, we want to die really bad like oh my god yeah, dying like... sounds sick and <laughs> They so one thing that we didn't mention is like <laughs> oh like anything about the bells anything about the bells whatsoever <laughs> she like, so these necromancers they've got this like bandolier but it's not full do of you know, any do you know weapons. what this reminds me of I 
I have this very specific memory of growing up. My mom had this old like bell that that's like a dinner bell and she would when my mom would get like headaches she would lay in bed and ring the bell and like make me bring her tea and things and so the bells were just like a reminder of like servitude to mother jesus jesus (laughs) hello Sorry, that rocks. you guys were quiet for a second, and now I'm feeling was, like maybe my story wasn't funny. It was maybe just too it was, sad. It was, I was just taking it in. We were just, I'm sorry. We were just. I think it was a moment of empathy. I think we just were just taking it, just taken aback a bit. I'm um, sorry. That every just time so, Sabriel's like, so, which just bad. soaking that one in. Yeah. That every time so often Brady says like Paris you try to tell stories you try to be funny and they're just these sad traumatic <laughs> childhood tales like <laughs> like fuck <laughs> oh I think it's funny Paris thanks um, you know like you always say we laugh to keep from crying yes ma'am we laugh to keep from weeping that's what we do yeah and uh I like to I that makes me giggle the fact that every time Sabriel is like, maybe I should pull Serenath. No, maybe. <laughs> Kib- Kibeth. Maybe. No. And, and anytime she's like, gong, that Paris just like gets a flashback of being like probably like seven years old and like giving her mom like mac and cheese that she made, but like burned her hand on the stove or exactly some shit like true. that. <laughs> you are Harry Potter. Do you know this? <laughs> It's you. Then where the fuck, where the fuck are my powers? Where's what your the letter? hell? Where's your letter, Perry? Where's my letter? <laughs> Sorry, boo boo. But uh, we're touching like on a really important moment of Sabriel where uh, Abhorson, her papa, is like fending off Caragor with his probably eight, now like 8,000 heartbeats because he fucking wasted like 15 of them on hugging her stupid ass. Um, and they like hear this bell ringing and then they're like oh you know what sounds really good fucking offing ourselves let's be dead being dead that (laughs) nothing sounds more delicious than that because that specific bell is like everybody become the dead like it really yeah it's like (laughs) everybody (laughs) stay alive for what and they're like i can't think of a, a reason but Sabriel understands what's happening because she is a necromancer. Uh, the, the bell is uh, the bell is uh, as asterial. As asterial. 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 As asterial. As to real. As to real. Yeah. As to real. As to real. Damn. And they were like, as to real. Shit. So yeah, Touchstone is like, damn, that's too real. <laughs> that's too real, though. And she's like, fuck, no, stay away from the ass. Ass no, not real you're enough. So sexy. Yeah, and Don't. then to keep him alive, to to bring him back to the present, she savagely kisses him and like rips his lip with her teeth and is like, yeah, she bites his lip. Yeah, she bites. I him like real that hard. detail. Yeah. He so, bleeds. Like, she he makes bleeds. him bleed. Like yeah. consistently. Like she's like, I pulled away. And then his blood, his face was streaked with blood from his lip. As if that wasn't her own fucking fault. 
<laughs> she just takes a fucking chunk yeah. out of him. But he's alive. Yeah, he's, he, he lives. Again. He survives. So in that happening, by the way, Mogget gets released again. I mentioned earlier mm-hmm. they were going to need to do that again. Guess what? They did. So they did it, and he's out. Um, so it's like, but but uh, but Sabriel's like, oh, he's dead. You know, because yeah. everything died. She's like, Mogget, uh, my dad. They've got to be dead. I I felt death it makes me sad. Yeah, yeah, sad death. Uh, so then her and Touchstone have to go take another paper wing that the Claire set them up on, uh, which are the other, like, bloodline that can, you know, uh, do the magic and shit. And they have to go and destroy Karagor's, like, physical body because all of the, like, magic uh, can be ceased if you, like, destroy his, like, physical body that his, like, spirit is dependent on. But that is back in Ansel here, <laughs> our favorite place, where Sabriel comes from. So they have to go back and cross the, the wall again back to Colonel Horse and check in with him. And turns out the damn body is right by her dang school. Again, just like the alchemist. <laughs> you know? I didn't uh, I read that you, book. What? I haven't read it. But I did listen to your podcast about it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, listen to that. Uh, no, when he starts off and he's like in, he's like sleeping in this abandoned church. And he's like, ah, oh, if only I were to be an adventurer. And then he like has a dream where God's like, you're personal legend, bitch. And then he goes to a gypsy and she's like, you're fucking treasure. Treasure is in Egypt. And he's like, okay. And then he goes to Egypt and he starts digging. And then he gets fucking mugged and beat the shit out of by like some bandits. And they're like, you fucking idiot. I was told about the treasure in a church in Spain, but I wasn't stupid enough to believe them. And he's like, ha ha, roll credits. And then he goes back and he digs up treasure at that same church that we fucking started in. And um, Right under his nose. Right under his nose. That was all. That was all. But if y'all had read The Fucking Alchemist, you would have known that. So. <laughs> well, if Sabriel had read The Fucking Alchemist, she maybe would have known that Caragor's body... She maybe would have fucking not. The Karagor's body is like right by the school. So they gotta go and they gotta go fucking. It's like in the, the community body. garden at the school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they gotta get in there. And <laughs> this is this is the this is the worst part. They waste all this time getting all the everybody down there and, you know, getting everything into destroying this this sarcophagus. Mm-hmm. And then they're like oh shit we need all these girls from the school and they've already spent you know an hour down there doing all this and i was like oh man you guys are fucked (laughs) but they're not they're not so they take the the sarcophagus back into the school and they round up all these girls that know magic at the school to help them like destroy this 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 sarcophagus with this guy's body in there and um they they fucking do it. They don't. Um, they don't. Karagor comes back. He's he is fast. He's like coming with his army of like undead shit. Yep. And 
They're all bones. Um, It's all dry bones. Dry bones, but also like jelly flesh, like gooey flesh as well. And bad breath. Oh, a sea of bad breath. It would stank so so bad. Yeah, the reek of carrion. It's like my worst fear. Like, can you imagine an army of people with cavities coming towards you? Like, that's so terrifying. Okay, Paris, would you rather... Traumatizing. Would you rather fight um, off 20, like, zombies, like, undead with bad breath, or one giant spider? Oh, God. Oh, that's the worst. Well, do I have weapons? Um, you have, uh, I don't know, Max, does she, have, does she have weapons? Or just my wits. Um, I think you have like a a baseball bat. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, how how big is the spider? It's pretty fucking big. It's it's shelob size. It's it's shelob. Yeah, shelob. Okay, what the fuck? Okay, all right, Max. <laughs> how do you say it? It's shelob. Shelob. Mother. What do you mean? Fucker. You, you win some. In- Shaloob some. You know what I'm saying, baby? <laughs> Tony Shaloob. That's what I Shalhoub. fucking brought up last week. Tony Shaloob from Monk. That's how you say it. Shaloob. Anthony Shaloob. Fallon. So Karagor comes in <laughs> to the school with his undead Karagor army. Karagor comes in. And Sabriel whips his fucking ass. I just, I need to say, I think that I would choose probably zombies. Probably zombies over spider. Damn. Period. 20 zombies over one spider? Yeah, because, like, I can can space out the zombies. I can run. I can jump on things. I can close doors. They don't know how to open doors. So I can... I can go around, find other weapons, and and throw things from a distance. But spider is, like, here and now, and I don't want to face it. Fair. Fair. Okay. Spiders can close the gap. Yeah. Hi. Uh, okay, Gore. So, Sabriel actually fucking... Sabriel is facing off with Mogget first, actually. Because it turns out Mogget's not dead. Mogget comes back, and he's like, I need to kill this bitch and <laughs> and and Karagor is like I am also trying to do that though. And, uh, <laughs> right? I mean that's yeah. basically it. Yeah, he's and, like I've Mogget's like finally I get to fuck this bitch up and then Karagor's like Mm-mm, I'm gonna fuck this bitch up and so then they I, like I want to though face off they like then Mogget swivels around and is like the fuck you say and then they like <laughs> they go head to head but Mogget's no match for Karagor's gaping maw <laughs> like Karagor, eats yeah Karagor just like absorbs him yeah just like he just becomes and then he starts digesting him Hot. just like probably belching delicious passing tasty, gas tasty cat <laughs> Thousands of years old. Yeah, it's like uh, an old Gouda. Ooh, lots of protein nice. crystals. Very aged. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And 
then Sabriel's left to face Karagor alone. Mm-hmm. And she does the old ring trick on him. <laughs> Binds him to a new Mogget collar. And I was disappointed because I thought that meant that uh, Karagor was going to turn into a cat. He does. Personally. He does. They bec- they Wait, start he- oh, out. Oh, they become like two little cats. No, right. they're, yeah, they're like. Karagor and Mogget yeah. like come out of it. They, like, it, they get oh, reduced they do? down and then it's like a black oh, that's cat right, and a that's white right. cat. So it's Karagor but- and Mogget. At first, oh, it's that's like what, okay, okay. At first, it's like two cat heads on one cat body, and then it like <laughs> gets split in twine. <laughs> that would have been cooler. That's yeah. what I thought. I was like, "Oh fuck, Maga and Karagor gonna have to hang out all the time now, like For eternity." eternity. <laughs> yeah. No, he's just a separate cat now. Yeah. Which is that's kind of promising, I guess. Yeah. And and cute. Although, like, I don't know, I felt bad for Touchstone, because, like, Sabriel and Touchstone, like, even before I looked it up, like, I knew that they were, they were gonna shack up together, and I'm like, imagine having, like, for Touchstone first, imagine having, like, a pet cat that's actually your half-brother that murdered your whole family (laughs) and, like, um, (laughs) petrified you for, like, 200 years, and then for Sabriel, imagine having, like, a pet cat that um like fucking murdered your dad and deceived you twice and like is a two-faced bitch who also when it's like not being a demon it's just like a general asshole and then also having another cat who your other fucking cat killed your husband's whole family and like also killed your father imagine having two pets that killed your dad (laughs) A lot of baggage. A lot of baggage. <laughs> but I guess they're just going to deal with it. Yeah. I guess it works out because they got two kids, apparently. They yeah. probably have like a cat time out for him because he's not a good boy. He's been a bad boy. He has to go into his kennel. Or maybe his cat form is like the cutest, sweetest thing. <laughs> he's just like, Mama, look at I love you. Yeah, and I mean, you're like, oh, Carrie Gore, little Carrie. You know, he's. It's King Touchstone. They probably live in like a, a a castle. There's probably a nice room to put the cats in. <laughs> Don't want to deal with them. Cat prison. Cat prison. Um, but that's uh, that pretty much makes it all right as rain yeah. in the whole old kingdom. And Sabriel fucking dies. Yeah, she gets fucking She's- impaled by Caragor. He takes her sword. And he, like, stabs her through the middle. And she's like, fuck. Yeah. She gets she gets skewered. Yeah. And uh, Touchstone is like, damn. <laughs> and <laughs> then... His leg's broken. Death, he can't do anything about it. Yeah, he can't do shit. In death... Um, everybody's like, oh, no, you can't. You can't be dead yet. Actually... I, I know we just told you that everything has to die at a certain time, but actually, no. You can't die yet because nobody's going to be the abhorson after you. Yeah, they're you like, <clears throat> what the fuck are you doing one. here, dude? What the fuck are you doing? What are you What are you doing? Get up. <laughs> Get, Get the your fuck fucking out. ass up. And she's like, whoa, 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 whoa. What the fuck? I've been, like, fucking impaled, dude. I just, like, killed Karagor. My she's been man run survived. Through. I've been run through, dude. Like, I don't know what the fuck. Like, <laughs> you've always told me that, like, everything dies. And they're like, no, 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 no. Not you. Not you, bitch. You dumbass. Get the fuck up. And then, like... <laughs> 
in my in our like in my book that's like that's the after yeah story. it's the epilogue. that's like the epilogue, it's the epilogue. Yeah. <laughs> that's what okay so i was listening to this on audiobook and tim curry's like and then sabriel dies and i was like fuck and then he goes epilogue and i was like oh my god what like i didn't realize that that was the end of the book I was just thinking that Sabriel gets bopped and that's the end. But I was I was glad to see her revived. Imagine if he didn't read the epilogue. <laughs> yeah, he just ends it there. You know? You're just sad. Like, Epilogues God. are not optional, I guess, now. <laughs> Vital information. Oh, I never, never thought an epilogue was optional. I mean, I don't know. It's like, why wouldn't you just include it in the main meat of the book? I feel like the epilogue for me is like 20 years down the road where she's like, it's like, Sabriel was going down the steps, and the, the knight said, evening, ma'am, I mean, Abhorsen. And then she's like, husband, who's still named Touchstone, and that doesn't bother me one bit. Come, let us have dinner with our children. Like, that's what I think of an epilogue as. Not as, like, mm. the next 15 seconds where, like, the heroine gets revived and, mm. like, enables a sequel. Yeah, I this like, book stays with the the meat of the story. I guess, you know. You know. But that's like the end. She yeah. That's it. She gets revived and she and Touchstone are happy pals. That's it. Yeah. They're going to get shacked up. Yeah, they're going to fuck. <clears throat> Perfect. Perfect. Just what you needed. Just what I needed. Implied. I just need the broads to get smashed <laughs> bring out the jiggy. girls <laughs> oh, Paris I'm curious as to how you felt about Touchstone as a love interest um interesting I I was telling Brady as I was like reading and listening to this book that I didn't really feel very connected with Sabriel, I I never, like, it's kind of hard. I was like, why am I supposed to care about her character? I, I think that she is well-written. I think it's a well-written book. But I just, I, I think the story is fantastic. I wasn't as involved in, the, like, the characters as much as I wanted to. Maybe that's because I listened to it on audiobook and didn't read the whole thing. Um... But her relationship with Touchstone, I felt like, happened because he was the only man she's ever met and talked to. And it was just, maybe that was fate, but it it felt like it was a little um, too, what am I trying to say, structured or forced? Does that make mm. sense, like what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I yeah. just, I think I wanted more character development from both of them and and more relationship development between the two. It felt like it happened really quickly. And I... Rushed. Yeah. And I yeah. just, I want to fall in love with my characters instead of just, you know, seeing the narrative of like, oh, they're going to get together and that's happy and yay, you know, everyone wins. Like, I want to also fall in love and be happy and win. So I... I didn't really feel as connected with the two of them as I would have hoped to be. Mm. What about you? I, like, <clears throat> for for Touchstone, I was, like, kind of battling with my own views, I guess, on, like, masculinity. And I was, like, 
Will you stop? Stop fucking crying all the time. God damn. Like, I was, I was getting, like, mad at him um, because he was, like, being kind of, like, a little bit of a bitch sometimes. But I was like, okay, Fallon, listen, listen. His whole ass family's dead. Um, give the guy a break. You know, he's been sailing this boat for just, like, days, weeks. <laughs> he's doing his best, okay? Uh, he watched his brother, like, murder his mom, like, sacrificial style. Um... So, like, I had some empathy, but I think what saved Sabriel for me from, like, viewing it that way was, like, she, like I mentioned before, like, it's already kind of set up that she's guy curious. She's like, what are boys like? I don't know. I never, like, met one really. Mm." Mm -hmm. And so she's, like, thinking about that. She's still, like, an 18-year-old. So she's kind of thinking the way that I was. And then when she meets him, she's like, don't look at his dick crazy but also a boy and he's still like nice and sweet but then also we like are going we're learning about her thought process and she's like god i wish he wouldn't just be such a fucking petulant little bitch about everything i wish he would stop like acting so like self-loathing and having such like exaggerated humility like bro have some fucking confidence fucking say something have some authority with your life ah and so i liked her i like that he like shared her thought process and i i felt like in the way that he that the author added those like little bouts of realism he also added that with her so like there was one point towards the end where she's like trying to be confident because she knows everyone's watching her and she's like i don't know what the fuck i'm doing Uh, but all these people are looking to me to like save their lives in the world. And so she like watches the Colonel and she's like, he smiled and he looked confident. So I tried to smile too, but I just looked fucking weird. So then I stopped smiling and like these little, um, like decisions that she made or like observations that she made, um, or her opinions on things. I felt closer to her because even if I necessarily wouldn't have, been exactly the same as she was it showed that she was like a person and mm-hmm. she was imperfect and um even though it like wasn't the sexiest thing that those two were imperfect i liked that like they were still allowed to be which is not something that you see in like sarah j mass novels mm-hmm. I mean, everyone's op everyone always comes up with the right thing to say and everything always works out and i was like I would be- I would have believed it if that bitch died at the end. I would have been like, God, that yeah. sucks. But like, she did what she had to do. It was messy. But like... She saved the day. She mm-hmm. saved the day. She did what she had to do. But like... Yeah. I don't know. So I, I, I vibed with her. But I, I found myself being like, God, why can't you be more perfect as a dude? Why do you have insecurities and doubts of yourself, Touchstone? That's so annoying. And I was like, oh... Fallon, maybe we should do some inner work on that. <laughs> That's not a realistic expectation. <laughs> Damn. A little bit of introspection. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. What about you, Maxwell? What do you think about their relationship? Um, I agree with you. I can see, certainly, the criticism that it is too rushed. Um, I mean, I think that's kind of just, like, I don't know. I feel like that's just the nature of the book. It's like a it's like a thriller. I feel like yeah, it's it just really fast paced. Re- 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it moves very quickly from like scene to scene, and there's like always something like, always something chasing them. You know, there's mm-hmm. like always some like imminent danger. Um, so I guess it felt reasonable along those lines, but it was also like, yeah, kind of obligatory. You know, like oh yeah, of course, there's got to be yeah. somebody to 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 smooch. Abhorse. But uh, but it felt kind of earned when it did happen. I guess I don't know. Mm-hmm. Made sense to me, like oh yeah, they 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 can't die, so they've got to kiss. You're right. I yeah. mean, Moggett even says he's like, well, you have to start kissing someone, so right, might as well be <laughs> yeah. him. And then it was like he wasn't just like any random bitch. He's like the heir to the old kingdom, yeah, as well. And he was like, uh, like a worthwhile soldier. Like he had fighting skills and yeah. he had like some brain power. And in the but end. He's, uh... He's a bastard. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. He had... I feel like they were equals, I guess, in, like, yeah. their paths. I have... Yeah. I have another note that's not really on the same topic, but um, I felt like it was interesting reading a book where the main character is an 18-year-old girl and the author is a 25-year-old man. Yeah. Um, I've never read a book like that before. Um, and it reminded me, um, there were a couple moments where I was like, I haven't read Carrie by Stephen King, but I know the story and I've seen the movie. And it reminded me of that. Um, like, specifically when Sabriel is thinking of, like, oh my God, like, a man, I don't really even know anything about men, and I don't really even know anything about womanhood, and I've only learned about what menstruation is because of the girls at school, and, like, there's a line that I wrote down, um, it says, uh, like, menstruation, oh, yeah, like, the, the girls at school will use menstruation as a scare tactic from the older girls, and I said, like, what? Like, it's, it just makes me think of that scene in Carrie where they're, like, throwing, um, like, sanitary tampons napkins and, and tampons yeah. at her. Yeah, and I was thinking, like, is this what – are men really – are you really – are you scared of, of blood coming out of vaginas? Like, why do, why do we need to have this be such a scary thing? And, like, it's, you know, it's, like, a scary, traumatizing thing that happens in Carrie, which is written by Stephen King, and that was his first novel. So, you know, I, 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 then the, this book, like – this guy's 25. I don't know if this is his first novel, but I just thought it was interesting that he also, like, brings up menstruation as this, like, terrifying, like, scare tactic used by other women to, like, scare each other. Yeah. And I guess that's where, like, the book shows its age. So, like, in the, like, little blurb about Garth in the back of my book, it says he was born in 1963. So that means if he was 29 when this was released, it was 1988. If my he was math is right. 25 when this Oh, was 25. Raised. Sorry, sorry. If he was if he was 25, it, then it would have been 1988 when this book was released. So Well, it, my copy says that maybe I have his age wrong because my copy says that it was first published in 1995 and the copyright is for 1995. Does yours say that? Uh, yeah, ni- 95 is yeah. Okay. Is when the oh, book well then it, weird. Well, but still, like, yeah, so he's, like, a uh, older dude, older compared to us and compared to Sabriel. Oh, he was, and... he was 32. Sorry, I just did the he math. Was he was okay, 32. Gotcha. Not 25. My B. I'm sorry. It's all good. He was a 30-year-old man in, like, the 90s. 
I got time. about an 18 year old. What, Max? I got, I got time. You, we were saying earlier, it's. Yeah, uh, it takes yeah, the pressure off. You got time, yeah, Max. You got to time. get my Sabriel out. Yeah, you, know? you can write your screenplay. I, you know, it encourages <laughs> me. I can write my graphic novel. Like we're good. We got it. That's right. We got time. Yeah. So, out of five stars, Paris. Um, probably like three, three stars out of five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought that it was a fun book with a fun fast-paced story and i did enjoy listening to it um read to me by tim curry but (laughs) i think that there could have been better character development and um uh, yeah that is all i have to say yeah it was a a slight weak point for sure yeah three three out of five that sounds right to me as well i have to say I'm going to give it a 3.6. I liked it. I liked it a lot. And I felt, I agree, it was fast. And I think the the lack of emotional attachment I have to it and the characters is made up for in, like, in my opinion, the stellar, like, writing style. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to give it a 3.6 because I think I liked it more than you, Paris, but not enough to give it, like, an 80%. <laughs> Sounds good. Didn't quite earn the four. Didn't quite earn the four. I mean, four next is... time, Garth. <laughs> Maybe next time, Garth. Give well, it more dick, Garth. <laughs> Max, it was so much Try fun. Try uncirped next time. Oh my god. <laughs> Holy TVH, shit. TVH, Garth. Why? Why you gotta chop off that dick skin? Leave the foreskin alone. Uh, come on, Garth. Leave it. <laughs> I, you were saying Paris? Well, I have I have no comment on that. Um, but I was just saying, Max, I'm so happy that we had you on the podcast. It was so much fun to like hear your perspective and have you give us the the um, like plot overview. That was so fun. I was glad to do it. I'm glad that we uh, we enjoyed Sabriel, and uh, yeah, it was a it was a great time. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, good thank recommendation. You. you are our first recommendation, um, like guest starring recommendation. So this was yeah. like really fun um, to do. I'm honored to be the inaugural guest. Of course. <laughs> Brady is going to be next. He's already picked out his books. He wants us to read the first two Wizard of Earthsea books, but they're very short. They're something like 120 pages each, so they won't be too um, too long to get through. So we're going to read the first two and then discuss them with him. Mm-hmm. Wizard of Earthsea. Yes, by Ursula K. Le Guin. Yes, yes, okay, cool. Yeah, yes, yes, I know those <laughs> books, those yes. novels, yes. See. I'm familiar <laughs> with them indeed. <laughs> uh, all right, final thoughts, final words, anything? Sabriel, love it. Sabriel. Great time. Sabriel. <laughs> Oh, um, you know, five stars out of five stars would recommend listening to the audiobook um, performed by Tim Curry. It's a great time. I probably wouldn't recommend listening to it at 1.3 speed. Um, maybe take your time and savor and enjoy that story. But As I... with most books, I think your perception <laughs> of them is going to be a little bit better well, when you're not rushing 
uh, you know, experience. At normal speed. You yeah. know how this book felt rushed just like reading it? Imagine listening to it really fast. Oh, boy. <laughs> Everything. Yeah, Everything imagine, was imagine like... Tim Curry just trying to get through a session. <laughs> he know? was just chugging through just it. Just like, all right, boys, let's let's get this over with. Tim really Curry's speed running Garth Nix. <laughs> it made everything feel extremely suspenseful, so it was fun. That what rocks. A ride. <laughs> Shit. Hey, hey, hey! All right, Tim Curry, everyone. Tim Curry. Till next time, folks. Thank you. Bye. Bye.